Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Ryan. It's Shane. It's Flames Nation Radio. We didn't have Shane last week, and so it was 40 minutes of me talking to myself. And I, I think on behalf of our dozens of listeners and also myself welcome back shane yeah thank you everybody i i I am no longer sick and i can actually breathe so it's actually worth uh worth coming on this time so yeah he was uh in in the parlance of our of our times shane was day-to-day with illness and uh he was a game time decision and he was was not able to dress for uh for last week so thankfully he's back up and running this week and uh hopefully any of you folks all this here's your psa it's it's a shitty cold and flu season this year. So if uh, if you have the ability yeah. to get a flu shot, they're free in their most pharmacies and they won't solve everything. Like if you go around like my dad always jokes, the people, you know, pre pandemic, he made this joke that people are going around like licking doorknobs and touching random stuff, you know, high touch stuff in bathrooms and stuff. You know, there's a lot of ways to get sick. But do what you can to not get sick because not getting sick is preferable to getting sick, as Shane uh, would attest to. Amen. Uh, tell, my 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 better half uh, has it now, so I, I still hear about how it's my fault. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. Flames Nation Radio is brought to you by Eau Claire Distillery, the makers of Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, the Flames have just finished off. Uh, they their most recent game was on Tuesday night when they lost a, a really close one, a three to two game, a really good game, I'd say, to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, before that, they had a stretch of seven straight games against Pacific Division opponents, and they won five of them. They went five one and one. Uh, if you want to be a pessimist, Shane, you can say, well, I mean, yeah, they they beat San Jose and Anaheim and Vancouver. On the other hand, if you're someone going, you believe this team should be a playoff team, yeah, you should be beating the teams that you think aren't very good. And, you know, they they beat Seattle. They played, uh, you know, they, the the one, like the what, the regulation loss. Tell me if I'm missing a game because they all blur together for me. The regulation loss in that stretch was to Edmonton. The overtime loss was to L.A. So you the the points that you gave up, Granted, you don't want to give up any, but if it's the, if the you two, want to two yeah. of the teams that you shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, the, you well, I think like because you lost two close games to Edmonton and to Los Angeles and yeah. Los Angeles was a playoff team last year and aren't that much worse this year. They're going to be in that mix probably to the bitter end. Edmonton uh, right now are below the flames in the standings, but all due respect to the, the Oilers, they, they're going to be because of some flaws in their team sort of neck and neck with the flames all season. And, you know, Shane, we, we discussed this in the past. This is sort of the, the, the good, the bad, the ugly of the flame situation right now, where 
they are they're a good enough team to be in the mix but right now like they're i I still think their game is trending in the right direction i think they look more consistently like the team we expected to see but they're also a team you know uh, after winnipeg's game uh daryl sutter said that's the kind of game where one of your scores needs to be a difference maker uh i'm paraphrasing what he said but that was the gist of it and he he said this he said the same thing uh after the the, the loss against uh, the the edmonton oilers I, I got him to to quote 1960s television show get smart where he went missed it by that much and that's that's where the flames yeah. are right now when the flames not do not a- lose blowout games like they're a good enough team that they're not getting dummy by anyone case in point winnipeg the flames went in to winnipeg uh winnipeg is a good team they are you know they're basically right there with dallas a little bit behind dallas in terms of uh being a a, a central division playoff team they're very likely going to be a playoff team and missing a bunch of bodies they've utilized their depth they've brought up a bunch of guys from manitoba and they filled in the gaps really nicely the moose have long been a, a really good american league club because the jets have been backfilling really well and when they have six guys missing they don't really miss a beat because the guys wow. they have in the lineup are quite good. And the guys that they're bringing up to fill in gaps are doing they're, a really nice job of it. This is my compliment to Winnipeg. They are fighting for the division lead at going into the halfway point, And Nick Ehlers has played three games. Yeah. They, and, he, they, and he may well be against Calgary their best offensive creator. Calgary went 11, oh. seven or uh, Winnipeg went 11, seven against Calgary. Yeah. Uh, 11 forwards and seven defensemen. One of the reasons for that is they're missing seven regulars. They're missing one of the seven men, and uh, what's his name? Played two minutes. Capo Bianco played two minutes in like yeah. 34 seconds. It was like uh, they quit when the Flames went 11-7 start last year and they only played Shillington two minutes. It's the exact same game plan that both <laughs> went with. Which, yeah, it, it basically which of means... all the coaches you could compare Daryl to in the NHL right Rick now, Bonus. Rick's the number one comparable. So I love Rick Bonus. For, former funny. Atlanta Flame Rick Bonus, uh, I believe a 1974 draft pick from the Calgary well, Flames. They, the they said, just, just while we're on the topic, they said on the broadcast, Rick has been coaching for five decades. If I were to start today, I would have to, it would be 80 years old before I ever got there. That's just kudos to Rick for that achievement. That's that was something that blew my mind. But uh no, I think I think that was a playoff style game, Pike. I think they 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 both wanted to keep the puck on their sticks a lot. Uh the high danger chances weren't crazy. It was six, seven to three or something like that, seven to four, six to three in that range. So it wasn't like a 12 to 10. It was like, it was it was a low it event hockey close, game. It was a low event close game that just uh, the Jets got the breaks. Let's be real. Two deflection goals are very low percentage goals. They don't happen. Two in one game hardly ever happen. Yeah, and then, but if you but if you look course. at if you look at those goals though, if you look at those goals, I mean, I'm trying to think. They went low to high. Yeah, they're low to high, which is a set play. But if if, if you're yeah. if we're video scouting the Flames, you're going, oh man, Jacob Markstrom's really good. What do we do? You two traffic, the two yeah. things you'd say: traffic, like take away his eyes and tips. So traffic and tips was the scouting report and Winnipeg executed it. So you have to sort yeah. of tip your cap. And also these are the kind of games, you know, Pat and I were discussing this on sports and 60, the fan on, on, uh, on flames talk on Wednesday. The difference is, okay. So you lost a missed it by that much game against Edmonton. You won a beat them by that much game against Seattle. You lost a missed it by that much game against uh, Winnipeg. The flames lead the national hockey league at one goal games. So I, I think if you look at, if you look at these types of games, like Seattle is in the playoff mix, Winnipeg is a strong playoff team at this point, Edmonton's in the playoff mix. I think the the, the next step in the ma- in the maturation of this team is okay. 
you can play with anyone. You're in every single game. We're going to see that probably on Friday against the, the New York Islanders. We're going to, and we're going to see it next week yeah. when they go out on the road trip against the central division, the flames are playing a lot of teams that are sort of in and around where they are. And you know, the, the nice thing is they're masters of their own destiny. If they win the games against the teams in the clump with them, they're going to be at the top of the clump and make the playoffs. So that's great. They don't need to rely on anyone to help them to make the postseason. On the other hand, they need to figure out ways to, you know, those two, one games or three, one games, like after, after Michael Backlund scores that beauty in the, in the third period oh, yeah. to bring you even, you need to either a figure out how to get that to overtime so you can salvage a point or B figure out a way to win that game in regulation. So you get two, uh, I, I all the respect to the people involved. If you're tied in a road building that late in the game, you need to figure out a way to come home with something. Some, something just, just a little, little bit. I'm a little tick. The, the Morrissey goal, very extremely skilled play by Kyle Connor. That puck, he just swatted that's, out. That's, it's obviously a set play. It's obviously a set yeah, play. Of just like it was like Kyle a lob. Connor. It was a lob swat, and it went right back to his table, a, needing to stick handle. What right? a great I'm like, play! I'm like that puck's a half meter off in either direction. Morrissey has to adjust to shoot. He didn't need to. So like that's the other thing. Markstrom was beat with a literal perfect shot. Yeah. Perfect shot. And so, a perfect pass. I mean, how like, pass too, how so. many times we, we talked about this last season and in previous seasons with all of Matthew Kachuk's heroics with his tip-ins and oh, his weird yeah. shots. How much did Connor and Morrissey practice that play before they got it anywhere close to that? Well, probably every day of practice, you probably do it willy-nilly, right? Just a little bit. Oh, hey, we'll all this to you. Pass it back, right? Like at the end of practice when you're closing up and then, you know, you get a chance to win a game. It's like, well... Oh, you see it coming in the air. You're like, oh, I know what I know what to do here. Like we we mess around with this all the time, and sometimes those mess around goals are the most beautiful. They're, and like that was a gorgeous goal. I'm not going to deny it. I was pissed because I was like, of course, of course, there's there's it's just perfectly on his stick in the slot. But I mean, there's a reason they're calling him Josh Norrissey this year. He's having an unreal year. So, um, oh, he's he's going to be. I'd be shocked if he's not on so balance. Th- th- that's the long way of me complimenting Winnipeg a bunch to say that I don't feel terrible about that loss. Like you can lose to good teams. That's going to yeah. happen. It's on, when you lose to the bad teams that's a problem. And and, th- and that's I think that's that's the consistency I think we're seeing. The Flames have good at that beating the, the bad teams. The Flames have been a find a ways find ways to win, find ways to lose in these close games and. You went five, one, and one against the Pacific in that seven game stretch, and you found ways to beat the teams you need to beat. Great. So that you you talked about the middle clump there, and yeah, beating the teams in the middle clump will help. But if you lose games to the teams that are below that, you're not doing yourself any favors. Those you have to win. You're gonna lose against well, teams that are a little better than you. If, if they want to playoffs, and if they, they want to get to like ninety six to one hundred points, that's what two out of three. You need to win two out of three. They went two out of three going. Like, you can't start two game losing streaks are your max at this point. And then you need to go on a – you need to match whatever you lose with wins in a row. Like, you, it, the time of lose three, win two, lose two, win two, that's over. You don't have the time for that anymore. And people might think you're crazy. There's 43, 44 games left. I'm like, I'm not crazy. That's the reality. It takes you a month to make up two points in the NHL. It does. Yeah. So, all the games and all the matchups. Shane, so. you're you're you know unless unless you're otherwise occupied, you're the person who does our betway bets of the day on the site. And I was thinking about this the other day. These close games must like you know when you're putting these together. 
on the site that it's going to be a close game. If the Calgary Flames, 24 of 39 games to date have been one goal games. So, you know, it's going to be close. So that's (laughs) that's what I was going to ask you about. Cause like the puck line is fascinating to me. Cause like, you know, obviously the things that the things that go, Oh, if I'm a flames, if I'm a flames fan and I want to get into, into, into betting, what do I do? You and I discussed this in a previous episode, shot props, especially team-wide shot props, like say yep. flames to get 30 plus shots, you know, get it. You're like, here, here's, here's this, here's the, the dirty little secret of sports betting folks. Uh, the money, the, the, the odds are basically designed to try to make the money in and uh, on each side of the bet pretty close. So if you're the idea being, if the flames are heavily favored to win, that means that they want more. They don't think a lot of people are going to bet on the flames, and so they're basically they give they give you weak odds. So the things that are more likely to happen pay out less. That's basically yeah. the gist of it. So you get a negative hundred, or that's about as low as they go there. Negative hundred, negative. You're 100. never going to get amazing amazing odds on a shot prop for the flames doing thirty plus. That doesn't mean it's a bad bet, though. No, you still make money. Like here's the thing: instead of five dollars turning into ten it turns into 750 or something it is like, like it is still they're the penny stocks of, yeah. of betting where your payout isn't that much but because of the perceived risk they're arguably safer granted nothing's ever a perfect bet that's why it's gambling but i mean things like wow. things like flames flames puck line within a goal you know, lose winner winning outright or losing by a goal. Yeah. That like if you if you just bet heavily this year on shot on, props on plus one and a half, plus one and a half flames puck line because of all yeah. the one goal games they've been in, that just means they flames get one point five goals after the final score is tallied. So plus one point five shot prop or or puck line. So unless unless that flames one lose by game, two you win your bet. They have to lose by two. And the Flames don't do that very often. They're very, I will, and this is what, this is where the fan base probably turns a blind eye right now, is they are still very solid defensively. They're not losing games 5-4. They're losing 2-1, 3-2, max. They're not giving up as much. The problem is exactly what the coach said. Someone's got to score that extra. And you know, I think our our friend Darren Haynes at uh, the Athletic and Canadian Press posted something uh, on Twitter after the, the the Winnipeg game, just pointing out here's where the Flames were after 39 games. And I followed up with a few stats of my own. So the Flames are, are scoring less, duh. Like I mean, they lost 80, like two guys lost, scored 82 goals. So I mean, five on five leader in points. They lost them. They lost the equivalent of a goal per game. Yeah, just from their from their existing lineup, and you try to replace that in the aggregate. And their defense was, for lack of a better term, clunky early. And some of it you can point to, man, their blue line wasn't very good early on. And no, they weren't. But also the goaltending wasn't very good early on. And no, no they weren't. Uh, and now I think if you, I think if you, I bet you, I'll, I'll, I'm going to do this after after the the Islanders game. If you chunk it up into 20 game chunks, I bet you we're seeing some stepwise progression. But you're also seeing, you know. Shane and I have discussed this sort of, uh, you know, Shane Shane mentioned the previous episodes. He is a little bit nervous about using analytics to put together the bets of the day early on because the early, sample yes. size is too small. Now, you know, now is good, though. 30, 30 is what you want. We're going on 40 here. 
So now you can really get a sense when you go and you use websites like hockeyviz.com or Evolving Hockey or Natural Stat Trick. Shout out to all three of them. I love those three. Um, you can use them. Now, they'll say it too. It's a model. It's a percentage. 99.9% .9 still means there's a 0.1% chance of failure. People, people don't, they like to turn a blind eye to that. But you can really see how teams defend and how they attack and how lethal it is. And how, and like, especially for their defense, how much they're giving up. So if you can really see like this game going into Winnipeg, the Jets give up hardly anything from the slot. Calgary struggles to get stuff in the crease, which was a strength last year. It just, it just disappeared this year. And I guess that, that, that's the kachuk of it all. I really thought Manjapani <laughs> could, could, uh, could compare the weight of it, but that's, that's the kachuk of it all. It, the, the crease attempts are not there. And so when you look at the final outcome of the shot heat map, I, I would also say, I would also say that's a Monaghan impact. Play out like that. That's a Monaghan impact back. too. The yeah. two guys that did their most business right around the blue paint are wearing different sweaters now. And, you know, if you're, I'll say this, like if, you know, I still think Manchapani is getting some of his chances in that area, but mm -hmm. A, he's the one guy and B, if, you know, the, there's no, there's a book out on him. So if you're, I, if, 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 if I have a, a heavy D, I just put him on him and just try to lean on him and keep him out of that area. And seems see, to be I, reasonably effective with that. I think if they just leave him with Backlund and Coleman for a little bit, he'll still hit twenty plus goals this year, forty plus points, and that's that's a good salvage to the second half from a from a rough first half. So <laughs> I still got lots of faith in Andrew Magikani. He's still scrappy and doing the doing the things that made him earn his money, and he's still fighting. It's just the first sign of a struggle. He, he, it's been a progressive growth ever since. Eventually, there's going to be a step back. No one can just keep growing and growing. Hey, and growing. hey good times last forever. That's what we yeah. learned. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why we just that's don't the, talk so, about the second round of the playoffs last year. Johnny, Gaud Johnny Gaudreau wow. scored a dramatic overtime winner, and then we all the woke up like ended. two weeks later, and we were like, oh, what's going on now? Johnny Gaudreau, yeah, well, Jake Ottinger. Oh, it would have uh, been, needed that if Jake Ottinger wasn't so damn good. But... <laughs> So for this week's player spotlight, we thought we'd talk about Mackenzie Weger because I think in a lot of ways Mackenzie Weger is the Calgary Flames this year. If you if you look at sort of the the Flames in the aggregate, Mackenzie Weger is on paper really good hockey player, and on the ice really good hockey player. Uh, if you want to complain about Mackenzie Weger, and I we hear you on Twitter in the comments after losses, yeah, we it, it, I think it's completely rational and polite to have constructive criticisms of Mackenzie Weger's game. Uh, we saw during that one Eastern road trip where he just, Oh, that, that one, I just have, I imagine he probably has nightmares about that, uh, that bad play he made with a puck at the blue line in Columbus yeah. that led to the, I mean, these are the margins sure, that the right, you're playing okay. within the plays you're playing within the margins of if you slightly overhandle a puck or you bobble something, it'll go back the other way. And unfortunately the, always you know, goes the, in somehow they make they make three mistakes a game they get three goals against and it's yeah. been that way all year and it's, it's a game of mistakes i, I watch like when i'm when the flames aren't playing i watch other games it's, i i do let watch a lot of leafs games because that way i get a lot of eastern conference viewing in and it doesn't happen to every team pike like nope. i'm like okay it must be every it's the nhl when the other teams make and, a mistake it'll burn them it and, doesn't happen and the, to everyone and I think the problem it's is other teams don't have the ability to outscore their mistakes or the other teams do the flames don't as much as they did last year yeah. and so if you look at mckenzie weger i mean mckenzie weger has been especially since you know he was when they weren't using chris tanev as much as in when chris tanev was slightly more beaten up than he is right now they were using you know zadorov and weger and zadorov and weger were up as 
possession beast, one of the better pairings in the National Hockey League. And then you swap out uh, Zadora for Tanev, and they're a possession beast, one of the better pairings in the NHL. And so I don't, I, you know, you got to give credit, you know, to Chris Tanev. Uh, since Chris Tanev has been with the Flames, pretty much every regular pairing he's been on has been the Flames' best pairing, aside from a, a few, you know, bumps in the road that earlier this season when I think none of the Flames pairings were the Flames' best pairing. But Tanev can play with anybody and they'll be they'll be good. But I, I think you got to tip your cap a bit to Mackenzie Weger because from a possession standpoint, he's been really, really good. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Unfortunately, when he makes the mistakes, they end up being the ones that sort of lodge in your brain. But he's it's not just him, though. I, I yeah. will say I will say the um, the main one there, the last Noah Hannafin did it the other night. It's the same thing that Uyghur's prone to. He goes to make a pass, second guesses himself, double clutches on it, and instead the puck moves six feet to nobody except a Jets player, and then they counter with a quick tip goal, right? Like, it's... it's it's, And I've seen Michael Stone do it, too. Michael Stone's been out of position a couple times on the, the rush. The number one thing I've, I've seen with all the D uh, is their zone entry defense, and it's a lot easier when you have a left-right balance to do it the way that they did it in 21-22. They don't have that when we and Tanov are together. You can't use your stick placement to drive the forwards completely out. That other side's always going to be exposed. Regardless how skilled the player is, that other player's going to be able to drive the zone if they have enough speed on that guy's offhand, and there's nothing he can do to stop him without getting out of position. That's a fundamental hole in the Calgary system that they're trying to figure out how to manage, and the only way to manage that is to left-right the pairs, and that means a right-handed defenseman is playing less minutes than they want him to because three of their top four defensemen shoot right. I don't really care. That's a fundamental hole. I see it every damn day, and that's not on the player's yeah. fault for being put in it's, that position. And it, is it a bug or is it a feature? Because – like if it, like we, we said the same thing with when they had the the double lefties with with TJ Brody Mark Giordano and it worked out real well because the pairing was really good and so but I, it was I think still it, prone it, to the same mistakes. It's a vulnerability that they've built into their system. The TJ Brody effect is the exact same thing that people talk about with Uyghur. Uh, it's ninety eight percent positive. It is, folks. It's ninety eight percent positive. I don't care that he has six points. Uh, he prevented more goals than he's created, and that's 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 just true. I don't, you could find stats. There's nothing you could find that'll disprove that. He's prone to the big mistake every now and then. That happens. People, no one's going to bat 100%. And, in the you, know, you know, you know who, who has, who's prone to mistakes with the puck? Guys that have the puck all the damn time. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I think, I think the ch- big challenge, you know, for, for the Flames that are, is, that you know they're trying to they're they I think they've gotten better at taking the big mistake out of their game. It's not gone. It's just less yeah. frequent, which is great because you're never going to get rid of it entirely. But I think I think the thing we need to see more of is just sort of the you know doing more with the puck in and around the slot area because like I mean I want it the, I want it, it deeper it, than the slot though I want it crease. If you look at if you look at that game against Winnipeg, I mean. Uyghur had a really good look at the net and just put it right into Halibut's pads, but he made the goalie make a save. Great. Uh, could he have done something a little bit more dangerous to that puck? Maybe. But I, and yeah. I think, and I think that's the kind of thing that they need a little bit more of. I mean, they're, they're in every game, but they just need that, you know, the, the little bit more, but yeah, it, I, I, I thought we'd single out Uyghur because a, I think Uyghur has been really good and B 
I think a lot of the challenges that Uyghur has been having aren't just Uyghur challenges. They might just be challenges that 18, 19 other guys on the roster are having right now because of just the system the Flames play, the, the guys the Flames have and don't have. And, you know, it's something you're going to have to le- learn to live with or learn to fix, right? Well, and it's also, you know, Uyghur's first ever time playing for a new NHL team. You know, it, people think, oh, they, they're professional. They can just adjust. You don't go for playing. You, you you learn as a kid. You were drafted by the Panthers, seventh round, I believe. And you were grown up in their system, getting taught to play the way the Florida Panthers want to play, which is just so, so different from the way the Calgary Flames want to play. And we're only 38 games in, and people are like, well, he should know. I'm like, I, I'd give him a whole year. Heck, I'd give him, I'd give him two almost, because I'm like, it's eight to nine years of learning you're trying to relearn and play a different way now Sutter's complimented and say he learns really well and he really enjoys him and he he gets it's it's nine great nights to one bad night right now um but the bad nights they stand out so that's because because no one wants to see that and you know Hannafin and Anderson have had just as many if not more actually well more bad nights but Anderson has the point total so no one points at him so it's more than about the points, goals and assists. Yeah. Just uh, Ander- Ander- Anderson's been Anderson's been outscoring his mistakes. Yeah, he's he's one of the few guys on that blue line that you can. I'd say him and Zadorov have outscored their mistakes. I think you can look at those two guys and go, okay, you want them to be better, but you can live with what they're bringing. Yeah, and I think I, I think the rest of the blue line in, in general, I think they're trending in the right direction. I don't think they're quite near where they need to be yet. Uh, compliments to Nikita Zadorov is on ice mistakes have almost not been nullified the mistakes that i refer to when i talk about them are when he takes those bad penalties like like his actual on ice play has improved so he just needs much. to stop taking himself off he the just ice. needs to stop you know you don't need to be that extra aggressive hit or that extra shot after the whistle or you're a bigger guy sometimes you don't need to cream the guy that's five foot nine or five foot ten like but you, you can't just pick and choose your spots. The game's so fast out there. You just have to move. And and again, years of playing one way, and every team wanted him to just be a big bruiser. And Calgary's like, you can do that, but this is your actual defending the net is your first job. How about you focus on that first, and then you can worry about being a big bruiser. And it's it's improved his mobility. For, that's the, the number one thing that's improved about him since he got here is the fact that he now – can find room to skate on the ice through the neutral zone. And that's been a big factor for Calgary actually finding success when Uyghur and him were paired together because he would, he would take it out. We could just hang back. It didn't matter which one of them would go. Um, the benefit to Uyghur playing with Tanev is Tanev's the best in the league, if not top 10 at retrieving dump-ins from his own zone with possession without giving it up to the other team. He's patient with it. He doesn't care if he gets bumped and he moves it to someone safely without turning it over. That's that's the huge benefit. That's the Tanev benefit. You don't have to worry about getting creamed or turning the puck over on a forecheck. Tanev doesn't let that happen. That's that's what he provides to players that help improve their ability to transition or pass the puck. Because he Tanev draws them in. And it's like a screen pass in football. And he dumps it off to Uyghur, and then Uyghur can play the puck out. And the neutral zone forwards need to still be in a better sink yet, but. The, the the fundamentals of everything are there. It's just not clicking 100% every game. It's not even clicking at 90. To me, it's clicking at about 80, 75, 80%. I'm like, but, but earlier in the year, it was clicking maybe 40%. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it was, get, it's, it's getting it's there. better. It's better. And the record may not show it, but I think uh, come post All Star game, it's, it's, there's one this year, right? 
I never yeah. know. Uh, come post all-star game. It better game, be because I'm gone Calgary's, for a week. <laughs> come post all-star game, I think Calgary's going to be doing real well. They they have a ton of games against some lower-level Eastern opponents and still a ton against some Western opponents. But I think, I really think that they're going to continue to improve and not only make the playoffs, uh, someone's not going to want to play. In. That, that, I'm not saying they're going to win a round, but their opponent's not going to be very happy that uh, if they make it, they'll have to play Calgary. I'll, I'll say this. Let's, winners will get into the upcoming schedule. Uh, Friday night, they play their last home game for a while against the New York Islanders. Uh, old Lou and his crew are coming to town. And then they're going uh, to the Central Division, including two – They the, just uh, off the top of my head, I've written this down, so it's not off the top right. of my head. I'm looking at Chicago, it. Chicago, right St. Louis, yeah. St. Louis – Dallas, Nashville. Yep. And then they're back home. Uh, I believe the the 18th of January is next home date after Friday, where they play the Colorado Avalanche, who are always a fun day at the office. But if you look at just uh, the, that five-gamer, that's going to be a fascinating road trip because Chicago that's is bad. Awful. Like, Chicago is Connor Bedard bad. Chicago Louis, doesn't deserve that generational talent. St. Louis is sort of just bobbling around the, the lower end of the playoff clump. Uh, Dallas Louis, is good, and St. And St. Louis is hurt. Tarasenko's yeah. out. O'Reilly's out. There's heavy trade talk about moving O'Reilly because he's on last year of his deal. They've got other players hurt. Dallas is mortifyingly scary. They are Pete DeBar is a good coach, and they've got Jason I, Robertson. I don't know if you want to play him on the wing, but I have a feeling that Ryan O'Reilly would good, look good in red, and he feels like a Daryl Sutter player. I have no idea how that would make that trade work. But I mean, they, they tried to get him once. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was pre- it was a previous he, regime but you just he you wouldn't know. have made it here but in, they tried in the interim didn't he win the uh he became a fairly con- consistent selkie contender he has a well, i think i think he's got a ring on his hand and then he's got there was another a, there was a parade of some kind there was, there was, there was a, another big trophy that he got with his name on it too something like that he, most valuable he's, he's, not a, he's not a bad player you know, if if Calgary really really wants to move someone to the wing, uh, you know, it could be Lindholm again. Just saying, and you could run to Foley, Lindholm, O'Reilly. Uh, O'Reilly. But I have I, no I, idea how you make the math work. I'm just you, out. we're just dreaming what it out. No clap room for that shit. <laughs> doesn't doesn't he feel like a Daryl Sutter player to you? It's the definition of a Daryl Sutter player. Does he want it? It's the same old question though. Does he want to play in Canada? Yeah, and uh, how do you? How do you fit? The, how do you make the math work? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's gonna be a fascinating road trip. Uh, you, you pray that he signs a one-year deal, and then when the cap goes up seven million dollars a year. Oh after. no, this would be anything the Flames do this year is like a it's expiring contract, cram it in, try to make it work kind of deal. So they're gonna get creative. But I, yeah, I, I think it's just gonna be a really interesting road trip because you know a lot of those things like these, these all feel like they're gonna be close games. They all feel like they're gonna be. Like Chicago might not be close. Chicago probably shouldn't be close, but it might be close because of yeah, that. Patrick Kane, though. Patrick Kane can score four goals in a game. And I don't care who's who's playing and how good they play. That's that's the thing, right? The Chicago, yeah. yeah, you should beat them. But what if Kane decides it's a Sunday afternoon and he wants to go off for the people of Chicago? I mean, he hasn't done that much this season, so why would he start now? But why not, because right? Because it's because it's Calgary Pike, because of course. <laughs> Because it's Daryl Sutter's homecoming to Chicago. I'm interested in that. I, I I'm hoping uh, the first game against St. Louis is a little gritty. I love I love it when there's back to backs, and on the second half there's a little bit of storyline that carries over. 
That's what I'm hoping for. We'll, line we'll brawl. About, line brawl. We'll talk about that because we'll probably record on the 11th. But I, I want, I want some drama. I want some drama. Give me, give me these games, these shutdown games where nothing's happening. It's like I'm still cheering, but Pike, I want boring. <laughs> like okay, I love okay, it, okay. and I want Calgary to win. But my God, has it been boring? My my friend, let's the the oh, the, the five game road trip. How many points? Do you think they need to get for you in this venue when the when the when the road trip's over? How many points will it take for you to declare it a success? Five. I want six. Five's okay. Yeah, because yeah, split, going... split, split with St. Louis, beat Chicago, and get something against Nashville. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm writing Dallas. Dallas is a win. It's an afternoon game, which uh, is uh, the Flames' way of saying good luck calgary uh they're not very good at afternoon games over the last 20 years it'll be it'll be on national tv throughout uh, many european countries i believe that's the one again it'll be live uh, on the nhl broadcast partners in finland and norway and throughout much it of the is, rest of europe it is, i think that's why the schedule was the way it was yeah because it's at noon so yeah my that's what mo she uh, wrote them all on the calendar and she's like why do they play so many saturday games in the afternoon and i'm like i don't know europe. but it's like seven or eight <laughs> but europe yeah well they want to broadcast every team right because there's fans especially sweden i'm sure there's tons of flames fans in sweden right now the, i'm just the, assuming the, but if the there's any the, the folks in java and uh, and Vasteris will be wearing their flame jerseys and uh yeah. sitting in front of their tvs at decent hours for once but yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm right with you. I think let's see, you need to get six you need to go six hundred in order to make the playoffs. So I think six or seven points, I think, is is the threshold for me. I'll say you seven. Six. Yeah. Six you, or seven, you, I think. You know, we're we're talking about the road trip, and yet the thing that scares me the most is Elias Sorokin tomorrow night. If he plays. Elias Sorokin is a top five goalie in the league right now. Uh this Russian goaltenders are unreal. He was, and, he was on my All-Star ballot last year. Yeah, and he's he's the reason the Islanders even have a shot at anything, even though it's outside this year. So um he scares the crap out of me, and I pray to God that uh the Islanders play their backup. So <laughs> and with with Shane's fear very much out in the open, that's probably a good place for us to leave off. Uh folks, thanks for joining us. Uh Flame Station Radio is brought to you every week by Eau Claire Distilleries, makers of Rupert's whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. We'll be back uh, this time next week to discuss uh, between one and three Flames games slash wins, depending on <laughs> what day we decide to record. So hopefully everybody stays healthy and stays safe. And uh, you know, when when you're in the bathroom, use a paper towel to hold to you to uh, to touch things that you don't want to touch because there's a lot of gross stuff in bathrooms, and they'll all make you sick. Yep. Trust all me. All right. Yep. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you guys next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.